Welcome back to the Advanced Selling Podcast. That's a velvety voice you have there. I used to have to think we have had to pronounce advanced because it's past tense. That's an interesting thing. I know some friends who do things like that. They pronounce things that with an extra. My Oomph. sister-in-law says months. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Brandy. Sorry. But she says, I, th- I think she's a, like six months along. <laughs> When she's talking about a pregnant chick, isn't that funny? Anyway, my, months. My wife Jane hates it when people say Wednesday. Wednesday, that's an Indiana Tuesday. thing. Tuesday. Yeah. That's, Thursday. That's, that's how you know you're from Indiana. All right. Okay. Topic. Next topic. Rant's over. <laughs> rant's over in 38 seconds. We got trouble. We got Too in trouble. Rant. We had a seven-minute, 35-second rant here recently. I don't recall that, but I guess we were so into it. We I was wouldn't. drunk. I don't remember. <laughs> a couple of shout-outs. We got George, who is a great listener. And uh, actually, he's not a great listener. He's a first-time listener. He will be a great <laughs> listener someday. We'll work on the pre-read later, Bill. <laughs> uh, Eric Kleinman, who is a great listener, been around for a while. Thanks for sharing your sales and business expertise via the Van Selling Podcast. Since finding the podcast a few months back, it has been a learning, challenging, and refreshing experience to mm. receive your input it's a very good thing. and let's just call it what it is all of our listeners are great podcast listeners they are they're all they great are. some of them have listened longer than others mm-hmm. so if you're a first-time listener you're great and if you've been listening for six years get a life you're, <laughs> that's right uh lindsey penhall who is a client service rep she's been listening to your podcast for the last couple of weeks and Yay. also we got a really nice letter from michael who is advanced selling podcast group member on linkedin he said thanks to bill brian Brooke and Jill, the entire team. I recently applied for a ticket sales position for an NFL team, having zero experience in sales. I was told to learn all I could about sales before the second interview. That's no pressure, is it? Wow. <laughs> I didn't know where to start. With no prior experience, was looking for anything that could help me, so I, I dragged up you guys. <laughs> I dragged up you guys. I stumbled upon the Advanced Selling Podcast not knowing what to expect, and he's listened to 100 episodes. From the pits of hell, we've been dragged up. <laughs> we've been dragged up. I love it. Anyway, Good for him. the final Fair thing is I believe uh, he's a final candidate out of 400 applicants for the same First position. First-time sales guy? First-time sales That's guy. That's amazing. I believe that I, if I had not listened to the podcast, I would not have been nearly as prepared. may have fallen short. Very excited from my first sales position. We'll Good continue to listen more. Yeah, awesome. Well done. Yeah. I like. All right. Carry topic, on. Topic topic for, talking about money. We're talking about the real truth behind price resistance. Right, and so almost everybody at some point has been told or thought it's really all about price in my business. Yeah. How many times have you heard that, Bill? A almost lot. every, almost every time. Just about every client comes and says, yeah. "Yeah, I, uh, you know, Brian." Before you get started with our company, here, let me tell you, our business is really all about price. So we're going to talk about what it's really about because it's not all about price. We're going to talk about some things to uh, think about, also some ways to observe and handle. Uh, price re- resistance when you get it in your sales process. Okay. Okay. Um, I do think that's true, though. And, and you mentioned sometimes people will not say price is the uh, issue in their business, but after working with them for a few weeks when we first start with people, it does kind of get back to that. And yeah. I think a lot of that's because the prospect has so conditioned the salesperson that it is all about price. Mm-hmm. The amateur salesperson has nowhere else to go but price. That's right. And so one of the things I think you have to keep in mind and accept to yourself in your own mindset is that it is never only about price. It is never only. It doesn't mean it's price is not a factor. Of course it is. But I think if you were to draw the pie chart that you are fond of drawing, Brian, yes. and have price and depict price as what portion of that pie chart, you would probably not say 80%. No. You would probably say 10, 15, 20%. Correct. But, and then the question is, well, what are some other things aside from price that are as important? Yeah. And I've got one. I'm sure you have one. So sure. you want to go first? I want to make more comment about the inner game side of this too. To okay. That's fine. Enhance what you said. Ah. And that is 
if you believe that and you've bought into that, your first step in this whole how to handle price thing is you have to start to rewire your mindset there. And you have to look at yourself and what you do and what you sell and represent and ask yourself, how much value do I and do we and does this product bring beyond the price that it is in the marketplace? Because in the instance that it is all about price, let's say we get into a deal and say we're really looking for a it's a price deal here, and I'm not a price guy, I'm out. It makes it real simple for me. Mm-hmm. If I believe the whole world's like that, though, then I need to go find a new career or go hook my uh, wagon up to another company. I always yeah. screw up saying it's yeah. hook a wagon up to a horse, right? Hitch yeah. a wagon up to a horse. So I think that's the first step in this whole process is really take a personal inventory and say, how do I feel about the value that I bring and that's what I charge point. for it, number one. Good point. Okay, so we'll go tactical now. Thanks okay. to do. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. You go. Okay, I think the first thing is you have to take a good look at how you are positioning yourself when you walk through the door the first time, or even when you're on the phone talking to a prospect. I just got off the phone today with a coaching client. We've just started, so we're starting to acclimate him to the mindset and the right perspective. And and he said he's really having trouble getting appointments. And I said, tell me what that sounds like when you call somebody. It's all cold calling right now. And of course, what he comes back with, the script, is just awful. It mm. just screams amateur salesperson. And he's a listener. <laughs> uh, no, he's actually not a listener. No, he's not a listener. He will. He That's will okay. Be. He will a, be now. We'll play a, this right form in his face. I'll hold his face right. down. His hold name his is earbuds. His in. name is Mary. I'm going to smash his earbuds in. You listen to this. <laughs> it's funny. But anyway, I think that all that positioning starts. It's not about brand or product. It's really about you and uh-huh. how you show up on that initial phone call, and then how you subsequently, big word. show up on the sales call and are you in the right frame of mind when you get there do you uh, like you said brian is your mindset right about value and price Mm -hmm. and so how you are positioned in your own mind will determine how you're positioned in their mind and it's very important that you get that right because the rest of the stuff is really it's not that it's not important but it kind of is in sequence and if you don't get positioning right the rest becomes hard this is true my turn yeah i think everybody should develop and have their own price resistance strategy that is written down and mapped out and is prepared for and rehearsed before they ever go on a sales call. The first sales call. The first sales call. It's one of the things that companies should be taught in their initial sales training when they come into a group Mm -hmm. is how do I handle it when I get these resistance points and specifically what's my strategy for handling price resistance. I think what occurs often is most people get this fairly frequently And they never sit back and think, how exactly do I handle this? Do I do it the same all the time? And they just sort of go with whatever shows itself. They also run the risk of handling it the same way each time. And if that way isn't optimal, they never kind of revisit and retool it. That's a good point. So you have to have a strategy or a methodology to handle this when it occurs. And it uh, involves both the inner game and the word part of what comes out of your mouth. So what could be a component or two of that? It's a very good question. Um, The first thing I would say is you have to understand is that really what's going on? That's the first level down to say, okay, someone is pulling, pushing me back on price. Now, before that, I said there's an inner game thing to there. I've got to be okay when I start to get resistance there that I keep my pulse steady. Mm-hmm. I tell people in my football officiating world, as the pressure in the game goes up, I want my pulse to go down. My pulse is inversely related yeah. to the pressure of the game. And it's the same thing here. So as people give me price resistance, most people get a rapid heart React, rate and yeah. palm sweat yeah. right there. Their inner game, they have a physical reaction to it. I have to rehearse not having that reaction. It's just as something. Someone's like, gosh, you know, I hope you guys are willing to discount here. And I don't need to react to that at all. I don't, no. Oh, God, he just asked me to discount. Or I don't have to say, okay, I will. I just say, 
well, let's talk about why you wanted the discount. Let's, I'm curious to know where that came from. Mm-hmm. And I just start to have a conversation. I'm not leading it, and I'm not trying to convince them that it's worth it. I'm just in the moment trying to understand where mm-hmm. it's coming from. That's good. That's all. So that would be a couple of instances be components, of, yeah. uh, components of it. And I think the thing you said that is really vital, and that is you rehearse this. There's two ways to handle price resistance. One is to avoid it altogether by positioning yourself properly, yeah. and one is to fix it once it happens. And the more you rehearse both sides of that, the better you get. You know, write out, as you say, write out this. What, what does that sound like when you get that initial yeah. price resistance and practice it with your team? And yeah. Plus, you'll, you'll feel confident because you'll be prepared for that, and then it probably won't come Yes. Quite as often. Yeah. I always tell people when I went through pilot training to get my pilot's license, they said, oh, that's kind of cool. And, so, and really what flight training is, is preparing yourself to stay calm right before you die, right before you <laughs> smash your plane into yeah. the earth, that you know exactly what's going on and what you should be doing. Wow. And it's kind of the same thing here. You're just you're, you're, you're planning and training yourself for things that occur that throw you off. Mm-hmm. I think it's really important to do. That's good. Another tactical thing to do is you have to go back and revisit the pain and the problem and the reason, the compelling reason why the person is even talking to you in the first Good place. Point. We see the further away you get, further, right? Further, correct? Yeah, further, that's thank good. you. Yeah. I've been working on that that's one. That's a big one the there. Further it's a big win for you. It is, big, big win for me and all the state school graduates around the United States. The further away you get from the pain and the problem, the more this price thing amps up, gets louder, mm-hmm. gets more uh, angsty. Is angsty a word? Probably not. Probably not, but I like it. It is now. It is angsty. State school. Angsty. I'll spell it for you later. Mm -hmm. And it's really important to go back and say, let's talk about why you're doing this in the first place, because it becomes easier for me to digest and and handle a bigger paycheck or a bigger sum of money to pay to someone if I'm really in the pain that I'm in right now. Mm -hmm. And the further away I get, the harder that is. So we've got three P's so far. We've got positioning, price resistance strategy, and pain. Very good. Make sure the pain is there. Very good. Is there a fourth P? Does anybody in the room have a fourth P? Because I hate to leave it at three P's. I got it. Okay, go. Perspective. Perspective is our fourth P. Uh And that is to really understand and have the perspective of what price resistance is and what it means. And people put so much weight on it and so much heaviness around it. And it's really just one intellectual element to the whole game and the whole sales process Mm -hmm. and the whole solution that you're providing to somebody. Just one element. So put it in perspective. Keep price in perspective. Good. Okay, we have Brooke Green here today. Good afternoon, Brooke. Hello, gentlemen. We are so pleased you're here to take another stab at the LinkedIn questions. We've been getting a lot of group questions on LinkedIn. It's been an awesome group over the last few months. Very active. Brooke comes in occasionally and picks a question out and adds her touch to it. What's the question today? (laughs) We have a question from Nathan Vanilla Warford. I liked it because he has three names. Is he go by Nate? For sure. I don't know. Yeah. He signed it he just. He goes by Benelifal or whatever the hell name was. That's what I'd go Benilla. by if I were him. He's a new listener to the podcast and probably done listening. Probably, li- the last time <laughs> probably done listening. He's also a new poster to our LinkedIn group. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but great question. So, Nathan's question is How do I approach a referral source for a testimonial? What is the best way to approach a referral source and ask for a testimonial of our service that we can use for online marketing? I'm new to this area and feel odd asking for a testimonial, but they must value our service because they send clients. Hmm. Any and all thoughts on this are welcome. Great question, Nathan. One, I love that you're even thinking that way. So for a lot of people, it takes forever to even get to the point where they think about online marketing or using leveraging what the assets that they already have, which current clients are one of your greatest assets. So here's what I think. If you feel awkward asking, you need to own that. 
I think the reason that we feel awkward is because so few people have the guts to ask or think about asking. They try to come up with all these, you know, real creative, original ideas when it's staring you right in the face. So I think it's as simple as, um, you know, hey, Brian, really appreciate the referrals you sent our way. I've got kind of a question that I'm not sure you've ever been asked before, and it's a little hard for me to ask, but I think it might be um, the best way to leverage how great you've been. And I'm wondering if you would do an audio or video testimonial that we could use for online marketing and I would be happy to do that for you as well, if that would make any sense. I think it's always easier to ask for something if you're willing to give something in return. Mm, good. The inner game part of this is just detaching from yeah. an outcome. Because you need to make sure that you're okay and that they feel okay to say, you know what, I'm just not comfortable doing that. Or maybe they'll come up with an option for you, but I will write an email or I'll do something. I mean, but you need to be detached, one, for your ego, and two, so that they feel okay to be honest with you. But... My mantra always is just own however you're feeling and introduce it into the conversation, and it seems to kind of relax everybody That's and good. have nice. a good outcome. Can I enhance that? Are we allowed to enhance these ideas? No. Yeah, uh, Brooke gets no, no. to say. Of course you of course. do, Mr. Brooke said, Neal. of course. Two things. One, to your point about keeping them safe, I think it's important, and this was sort of in there, but to be more deliberate to say, um, and that's a big ask. So if, if it's no, I don't want there to be any pressure or awkwardness around that at all. So yeah. I'm totally fine if you want to say no. I'd beg that out. I would also say some compliment there to say, you know, the way you speak and articulate what we do is better than anyone else that I've ever been around. And I would love for other people to hear how you say that. And I don't want to put you on the spot, but it's so eloquent and so good. I'd love to capture it either in audio or video and just share it with some people if you'd be open to that. That's good. And so that's it's it. Builds be them true. up, too. got to be true. Yeah, yeah, you can't yeah. fake that, right, if the guys... I had one thing that as you were talking, I think there's three levels of this. There's the written testimonial that basically, if you're asking for that, you can write out what you'd like them to say generally and have them sign off on it. I find that's a lot easier. Let them rubber stamp it. Yeah. Then there's the audio part, and then there's the video. The video is a little bit more complex now. It's me on on a video screen, and there's... Mm -hmm. Is it you with his ma like a mask of his face on there talking? <laughs> it is. Is the it audio is. like it's Just like, like Dan your voice with used him to be so at <laughs> um, But I think video that requires a little bit of effort there. Mm -hmm. And um, but I think you're right. And also I think if you sell, say to someone, "Here's kind of what we'd like you to say," and maybe it's something you've already said, so they understand that it's not going to be some kind of game show where they're not going to have to do some stand up bit. Yeah. That they understand exactly what's going to be asked. Of yeah, them. that's a great point. You know, I'll write it. It'll take 20 seconds. Exactly. It's yeah. not 15 minutes of, yeah. you know, you going on and yeah. on and be on making about. Making a fool of yourself like you usually do. Yeah. <laughs> I probably wouldn't say that. Be makeup. Like makeup would be there. Yeah. So, Nathan, it's been nice having you as a listener. We're sure this is probably <laughs> <See you laughs> <so laughs> goodbye. We appreciate the time you, you gave us. Okay, make sure you email us your questions at listener at advancedsellingpodcast.com. And also, we say it over and over, make sure you join the LinkedIn group and uh, open yourself up for discussion, ask some questions, and contribute. Lots of people. We like it. Yep. See, See you ya. next time. Bye. See ya. Bye. This podcast presented by Caskey, leaders in sales training and executive coaching. Do you know someone who is just awful at sales? Would you like to help them? We'll pass this podcast on, but be subtle about it. Uh, tell them that you can't imagine how it might help them, but out of courtesy, you thought you'd share it with them. <laughs>